Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the first ever podcast from Mahindra Racing. This is Straight Talk. So I'm Nikki Shields and uh, unfortunately for some of you, I'm going to be popping up on this podcast as we delve a bit deeper into all things Formula E with Mahindra Racing. Now, the team has just wrapped the first race of the all new 2018-29 season in Saudi Arabia, where their also new driver, Jerome D'Ambrosio, finished on the podium in third. What an effort. It was a pretty good way to impress the new boss, that's for sure. He's also just had the first in-season test session, which took place the day after the race, where Jerome was joined in driving both the M5 Electros by British racing driver Catherine Legg. So we'll be hearing from those later in the show. Now, talking about those new Gen 2 cars, Mahindra Racing actually ran a fan poll on social media ahead of the race to name their two new cars. And I must tell you, the people have spoken. And Jerome's number 64 car is going to be known as, wait for it, Falcon this season. That's quite a cool name. I quite like that, Falcon. And it also goes quite well with obviously the logo around Saudi Arabia, which was the amazing Falcon flying around. So I think that's a good start to this season. Now, the number 94 car has been formally christened Electro Muk Electroface. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Electro Muk Electroface. I mean, that is not an easy one. And uh, I'm not quite sure if the hashtag is going to fit on Twitter. But there you go. That is the new name for the number 94 car. Now, who is driving the number 94 car is the question. Well, in Saudi Arabia, we had a special appearance from the previous Mahindra driver, Felix Rosenquist. But uh, he's actually off to race in Indy next year. So he's not going to be driving with the team this year. Instead, stepping into the driving seat is former Formula One driver Pascal Verlein. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see how he gets on in his Formula E debut at the Marrakesh E-Prix on the 12th of January. Now, as we had Felix with us, and uh, sadly it would be our last weekend with him, we decided that, uh, well, we'd make him work a little bit harder. Why not squeeze every last bit of hard work out of him? So we've decided to send him out, not as a driver, but as a roving reporter. Yes, he is the new Nicky Shields in the Formula E pit lane. Uh, and actually, he did all right. Maybe I should be a little bit worried. Now, in this first episode, he was joined by Her Highness Princess Hafer. Now, she is the Secretary General of the Organising Committee for the Race in Saudi Arabia. Plus, he was joined by team principal Dilbag Gill, as well as drivers Jerome D'Ambrosio and Catherine Legg. So that sounds like a pretty cracking show. First of all, we're going to hear from his chat with Princess Hafer. Uh, she's been a huge driving force behind bringing Formula E to Saudi Arabia. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Felix, over to you. Please be on your best behaviour. <laughs> So Princess Haifa, is that how you say it? Yes. Fantastic result in the end for the Ypres. Quite a cool place you built here uh, in a short time. So how does that feel? Happy? I should ask you that question. <laughs> to me, honestly, just seeing this all come together and the positive feedback we've been receiving from people like you and mm. the people that attended this event, who it was their first time to visit Saudi Arabia. Mm. To me, it's things like that that honestly uh, 
that's the result. That's mm. the goal at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it was... I mean, as a driver, I've, I've driven most race cars in the world. And uh, I have to say, this was one of probably my top five tracks that I've driven on. Really? It, it, was, it was fantastic. And See, it's things like this that make all of this worth it. Yeah, it, it was... I think no one really expected it, you know. Uh, we, we all knew we were going here and uh, we just, you know thought it would be a normal Formula E track and it was something really special and, and people didn't really know it until they came here until they so, saw themselves yeah for us it was critical two things was uh, to combine an international global event like Formula E mm-hmm. with our culture and our, our heritage and mm-hmm. uh, to showcase who we are as Saudis because it's the first time that we open up our doors to foreigners and it's the first time with this visa with this event with this everything that we've done for this race was the first time for us as Saudis so it was important for people to understand who we are as people because I think this is the best way to show it and showcase that and what you're saying to me now makes me very happy it means that I've achieved my goal yeah in in doing all of this we all felt very welcome coming here and uh, we just arrive and drive you know we don't really see what's going on behind and before and everything but uh, I mean tell us a little bit how the the people here have received everything and I I mean mean just the the normal people living here how have they how's the talks been going about the e-pre has there been a lot a lot of interest So I think it was a little bit challenging at the beginning because, again, Saudi has been sort of closed off. We're not used to hosting these kind of events and opening up our doors, and let alone in a a historical place that's very significant to us. Uh, So it was a little bit challenging to place such an event in such a location. But I think the numbers and statistics speak for themselves when we see the number of people that came on the first day, which were... 9,000 people the first day of the event versus the people that actually came on the day of the race, which were 32,000 people. Oh, wow. So I think just that jump in number from first to last day and to the day of the race is a big, you know, numbers speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, it describes how people reacted and how people really felt and how enthusiastic they were and how happy they were That's to host cool. such a thing in, here in Saudi. Oh, wow. I mean, we've we, we seen previously we raced like in Marrakesh the first year. We didn't have that many people coming. And actually, there was a lot more in the second year. So that's something I guess you hope that next year, you know, having done all this crazy packaging and building of, the, of, of this track now, I mean, next year, maybe there's going to be even more interest. Yes. And, and so, you have time. You, now you have a whole year to build on, on the next one. Exactly. So we already had people yesterday while watching the race coming up to us asking us what are the dates for the race next oh, year yeah. they oh. already want to book it within their calendars they're so excited and we have had feedback from the crown prince saying he wants it bigger better <laughs> and so hopefully that's what we're going to see next year oh wow that makes me really happy to, to hear I'm glad i'm glad so hopefully next year when you come you'll tell me uh, what you think and you will see that it's bigger and oh, it's good. better and your teams will be very happy participating Cool. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks Thank for that. You. I think we. Thank you for everything. We were happy to have you here and uh, thanks for hosting this uh, amazing race. I'm happy to be here with you and thank you for coming and racing here. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, that was pretty impressive insight there. Felix, well done, mate. I think you need to be a roving reporter. Forget driving. That was a really, really interesting chat there. Fantastic insight from 
Princess Hafer, someone really at the heart of a very successful first ever Ad Diria Epri. So congratulations to her and her whole team. Now we're going to move on and hear from a couple more drivers to sum up the week from their perspective. It's Jerome D'Ambrosio and Catherine Legg. Felix, it is back to you. We are wrapping up here in uh, Riyadh after a quite nice weekend of racing. Uh, Jerome here uh, with a podium finish yesterday and uh, Catherine. With no podium finish yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so what do we think about the Saudi experience? It was not too bad, was it? Jerome? The track was quite challenging. I think the most challenging track I've had in Formula E. uh, Just to go reach that limit, you know, it's without going ended up in the wall it's uh it wasn't easy especially with the changing conditions but in the end it played out well uh, i think the car was great and uh, yes yeah, so yesterday was good to finish on the podium uh, having said that there's still a lot of work we've done some good work today and hopefully we can even improve ourselves to market what did you think the trickiest part was well actually there's turn 16 17 All really challenging <laughs> yeah uh, but no the whole first sector i mean from turn one to uh to turn 14 it's i mean to put a lap it's really uh, it's really tricky and the uh, michelin bridge where you think you can go faster and then you get a little bit sideways and it gets super sketchy is that the which one is the michelin bridge the fast thing. right yeah, oh, yeah. yeah which one is that one the, the quick the like the double right hander into the left hander Ah, okay. Chicane thing. You know the the yeah. <laughs> you know you get <laughs> okay. right left, right. Okay. Here, anyway, that's, I have that's, a track map. I, think, I, I think, can show you. Actually, right? that resumes the track quite well. It's, it's like it's so many corners and so many things to keep the focus. It was really a really a challenge. Ten nine. Yeah, it, it was it was hard. I mean, having driven some Formula E tracks in the past, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those tracks that just by driving around you felt quite exhausted mentally uh, just from I mean when you did a lap it's almost like you want to take a break afterwards and sort of breathe a bit think and, about uh, it yeah it, it's cool when it's like that it really it definitely yeah it, 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 you can really make a difference difference on the track but uh, I think it was all the key was really when to push at what time to push and uh, try to make no mistakes uh, in the end it was always going to be the trick and the the, um, the thing for the first race I think to uh to finish without mistakes would have would have meant you would finish in the top five, and I think that's what happened. So, uh, yeah, good. So, uh, so about the team, I mean, uh, having ended maybe not perfectly last year, uh, starting a good season in season four and fading a little bit, and coming into this year, I mean, what was the hopes, and and how do you think the team? I think you'd be better, <laughs> better equipped to to answer that question, uh, Felix. I think it's. Uh, I mean, I'm joining the team, and it's. Uh, I I didn't live uh, the season. Obviously, I was with another team uh, the previous four seasons. On my side, I think the team's done a tremendous job over the over the summer to prepare. Um, but there's so many so many things that are still new. Everybody, the the rate of improvement for every team is very high. So you you can't just let go and relax and I think this is really the the key word for uh, bringing something new improving every race week and I think that's going to be very important because for sure that the knowledge in terms of strategy of race of car setup and everything will still evolve a lot during the season uh, everyone will get better fine-tune everything and and we need to keep on on doing that um well, of course, as I say, I think you're better equipped to say uh, what happened last year. But uh, at the same time, last year's last year. I think what matters is, uh, is is the present and the future. We're in a good position, and we need to uh, keep uh, keep our heads down and, and work. 
I mean, I, I think it's quite impressive coming from a, I mean, tough season end for everyone, a tough winter period with some, you know, drama about driver decisions and everything, and and, and then, you know, I, I think for every team it's the same. You feel that everything is really crazy in the off season, but then it's the same for everyone. So you, mm. you always think that you're sort of, ah, oh, how how is it gonna go? Uh, and then you come here and you realize like the team has done a mega job and we're in a really good position and I, I feel really proud I mean even if I'm leaving the team now and only doing this race I, I feel really proud having been part of all these years and, and, and you know it, it feels almost like your little baby growing up and uh, and uh, now now it's not now it's for real you know with with all the big teams and money and, and sponsors coming into the championship and uh, yeah I, I, the level is really, really proud of the team the level is definitely super high so uh, yeah like you say yeah, I remember a couple of weeks ago I mean a couple of days ago actually um, prep prep up in the sim and everything and doing some race sims and thinking that um, you know are we going to do this we need to work so much more we're not ready and I think we were one of the teams that were the most ready yesterday in terms of race strategy and everything so yeah like you say um, but we need to build on that and uh, and like you yeah it's teams are getting more professional the level of drivers are uh, is very high and, uh, and so we need to keep our, on our toes good so Catherine uh, can you sum up your experience today how what, what do you think how, how was the, the Formula E car yeah it was really cool because um, I drove the first few races in season one um, it's happened quite a lot since then hasn't it oh yeah it's a completely different car I mean totally different more power what about the better. championship also different like you see obviously it's Just changed but yeah it's it's like Formula 1 now kind of like it's crazy um, how far it's come I, I don't think anybody foresaw that so it's really neat to see it's really neat to get the chance to drive the car it's not easy huh because it's unlike anything else you ever drive so it's almost like a different sport it's almost not like racing as we know it it's a bit like if you go from downhill skiing to freestyle skiing. It's still skiing, but it's completely different. Uh, different. Discipline. That's a good analogy. I'm going to steal that. Okay, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> yeah, it's totally like that. Um, but really cool. Really cool to get to work with Mahindra. Everybody's been super nice. Really professional. Cars really good. Um, so yeah, happy. It was a it was a positive experience after not such a great weekend with not qualifying the I pace because of the rain and. You know, the, the track's cool. I like the track. Um, haven't seen very much of Saudi because we kind of came from the airport to the to the hotel to the racetrack. But um, like always, will you, will you <laughs> yeah, be like uh, will you be doing the old championship with the with the IPS? Yeah, so we'll see you around. Yeah, the only one I don't think we do is uh, Morocco, Marrakesh. Okay, Felix's track. Yeah, I've got big shoes to fill in for that yes, one. Yes, you do, boy. <laughs> 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 That's the next one. That's quite a long long time before we're in the car again yeah it's uh, it's about a month i mean we get used to that in formula e but after that it's going to be you know pretty much uh coming at us a little bit um everything will be a bit more condensed no marrakesh i mean it's it's been i think your your best track has been mahindra's one of mahindra's best track it's been one of my my worst in the past so uh so i'm looking forward to turn that around and, and make marrakesh uh uh, a good track for Make me as Marrakesh well. Make Marrakesh great again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not get into politics. <laughs> wow. Okay, changing the subject. So, Felix, are you going to come visit Formula E when they go to New York, seeing as you're going to be in America? Well, actually, I'm in Toronto that weekend, unfortunately. Toronto. It's but not far. Yeah, it's not far. <laughs> Still have to race. Uh, 
but I think some of the guys are going to come over to mid Ohio, which is oh, cool. the, the weekend after. Uh, so I look forward to that. So yeah, I'm already looking at the calendar where I can visit one of the races because it's uh, this track is like mid Ohio with walls, actually. Yeah, yeah, maybe kind of a bit. I wonder these tracks like Suzuka or something if you put walls next to them if if you know if you'd end up being as quick. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure not. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, I must say, I mean, he's coming back to Saudi, but the track was, was really, I mean, at those high speed, you don't have downforce, you don't have anything, it's... it's. But I think that, that was Formula E has to be, and for me, it's always been the thing since day one, that when you jump in the car and you, and it's difficult like that, you know, you do the track walk and everyone's like, ah, oh, it's going to be impossible, oh, you can't drive here, it's too bumpy, blah, 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 and then in the end, it always works. And, oh, and you should have cool driven thing. San Jose, right? We had a street race in San Jose where we went over train tracks, and it was a jump. So we did in Zurich last year. Did you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it a jump also? Yeah, so you like well, get air and then you land all four tires. That's in, like, that's in Rome. Yeah, in Rome, <laughs> Rome we, we, we took off air. four wheels. And it's, I mean, I mean, yeah. me only two because I had a little less power than him. <laughs> I, I, I think like <laughs> racing mentality is always. It needs to be so comfy and nice and, you know, you can never be in danger. And it's cool when they put drivers in the situation where you actually have to challenge yourself and it is a bit dangerous. Yeah, because then you have tracks like Kota, which are kind of boring and you, you don't you want, want to drive You want to be able them, to put the driver in, you have to make, you have to risk manage the situation, you know, you can't just go all out all the time. And, uh, yeah, I tried to, that on Friday and it didn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you have to, you have to be, you have to put the drivers in the, you know, I think it's also how selective it is to to understand when to push, when not to push. There's no point, you know, when you just push for glory and then just push for the points. And um, but it's not easy. Obviously, the more you push in practice and you go close to the limit, the closer you have a better idea for quality as well. But you don't want to go over because then it completely ruins your chance. Chance and like you say, you know, Kota or the modern tracks are completely, uh, you know, Paul Ricard or stuff like that. You, you don't have that thrill anymore and it's really levels everything out uh, so yeah that's something that we really enjoy uh, in Formula E I think the Formula E I think they will understand that every time they have a track like this it's very well received from everyone even the I mean the people watching the drivers and, and it just makes everything better and they built this in what like six weeks or something ridiculous yeah, it's crazy it's so cool and then they spend years drawing out how these formula one tracks should look like kota and they spend the same amount of money in like four years doing it and then you yeah. get to come here and in, in eight weeks they've put something like this up it's pretty cool yeah well done 10 out of 10 what do we say <laughs> what do you think about uh, the attack mode what did you make of that well, I was watching from the turn one. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching from the pit. Okay. Did you? Ha- how much did you have to slow down to get yeah, over it, to it, though? It was, you know, no, yeah. not so much. But still, I don't really understand the concept of having to slow down to get it. I think it would make much more sense. Yeah, just a boost that you just, you know, like a push to pass or a boost yeah, yeah. that you use maybe you go offline to get the but now you've got the lights on the cockpit so people know when you use it maybe you go offline in the main straight but that would really allow you for four minutes to push and actually make up position and then you'll have to defend from the people who do it you know at the same time as you rather than you know losing and then you don't really want to use it because then you lose track position it's more important than that then we've seen so many people burn it under say under full full course yellow yeah that was car. crazy to me because you have to use it because you have to use yeah, so it maybe so you shouldn't have to use it yeah i think you should i think you should to. have to use it but 
Oh, you should. Maybe you don't have to, but everybody will use it as long yeah. as you don't make people lose time. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was better than expected. expected. I think you should like get it in seconds. a break zone so it makes people go super sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I think it's the most important thing is that you can describe it to the public, and maybe now it's a little bit confusing because even like I was watching the race and I wasn't really sure what was going on. Uh, like speaking to some guys on the down in turn one, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I I think FIA is really open to it as well, and they are they they have it is a little bit of a test period, and they they have said that you know we'll see how it's going to work, and I'm sure it's going to be quite good in the end. And so yeah, and 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 to conclude, what do you think your you guys? How do you see the the championship conclusions uh, out of this first race? Who looks strong? Obviously, we had a good weekend. I think we uh, we had a really good pace oh, in the race. Tsuchita looked really strong. They managed to mess up and then still come back from it. You know, they that that's actually a bit controversial, isn't it? Because you use extra power and and then they get the safety car in the end. I mean, extra power in region. Um, they get a drive through, but then that's practically only becomes a couple track positions because uh, four track positions because of the safety car in the end. But uh, yeah, they definitely look strong. I think. Audi and and uh, and Virgin, or yeah, maybe they looked quite strong as well today in the test. Um, but yeah, I think what 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 you what's your feeling with? Uh, I mean, I think every year is the tendency has been tighter and tighter and tighter. It's closer, field, yeah. So, I mean, now it's a bit crazy everything with a new car. But I'm sure, like when we reach mid-season, you will have very very small gaps between all the teams and. Which is what we want. One of the best things with the with Formula E. That like last year we had a couple of races where you know literally anyone could finish on the podium. If you look at the drivers and the team, then would you say this can potentially be one, or if not the most competitive championship in uh, in the world at the moment? In in the sense that you yeah. can have like twenty guys yeah, really fighting most for a position. Have Which less. team can you look at say saying well you, they can't fight for pole? I think there's zero team that you yeah, can't. I think uh, you can look at, and this is very unique. I think not any one championship is like this, and same with the drivers. Yeah, potentially every driver can uh, can 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 be up there. Anyway, so let's see. Let's see. Well, I don't know about you, but I could listen to those three all day. That was a really, really interesting insight. Fascinating into what drivers actually talk about, given half the chance. Now, moving on, because finally in this show, we actually had Felix sit down with Mahindra Racing Team Principal, Dilbag Gill, his former boss, (laughs) to talk about the pair's last couple of years working together. And, well, obviously they touched upon the three wins that they celebrated together, a few of their favourite memories, and uh, a bit of unfinished business. This is actually a bit of an emotional one, so I hope you enjoy. All right, uh, so uh, just wrapped up uh, Riyadh Ypres, first race of uh, the new Formula E car season five car uh, i think it was a pretty good day yesterday uh, one one podium at least not two uh, maybe what could have been so what do you think i think bag? first of all i think it's fantastic coming to this place i think this place exceeded every expectation we had the tracks fantastic the racing could have been good and who who guessed we'd had the first two sessions cancelled because of the weather <laughs> that just threw a spanner in the works 
I think thereafter, yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment because we had mechanical issues with the car. And for me, whenever we have a mechanical problem, it goes back to last year's nightmares. So for me, I started reliving those two mm-hmm. uh, races, Rome and Mexico. And for, unfortunately, it always happens when you're in the car. So it is really not uh, from a nice, uh, nice from that perspective. I thought maybe uh, with you going in the second group of quality, it should be in our favor because mm-hmm. the track should have improved and should have given us. But it was yeah, surprising it didn't happen. I think overall, yeah, from where what happened at Quali to the result, I will take yesterday and start to the podium. It's a good start to get on the podium and start. It's like one monkey off your back. And that's nice. Yeah, no, and it's been our trademark the last couple of years to actually kick off with a with a podium, hasn't it? Yeah, this is the fourth consecutive season we've started off with the third place. Interesting. I think we're the only team which has done for the last four years because we were twice, once with the, twice with Renault and Audi in the same podium, and then last year it was Virgin and Tachita. So I think we've been the only team which has sort of done it four years. So that's nice. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, from my point of view, you know, this weekend has probably been one of my worst ones. I know, uh, I but know. still, you know, I'm I feel happy, and maybe it's because I'm not doing the whole season, and you know that you don't have a, you know. 12 races to go whatever it is but uh, uh, you know I, I enjoyed yesterday it was good fun it was good racing I'm really proud of what the team has become um, having been with them for, for two years um, I, I think that's it's really impressive how we are fighting with Audi and DS and, and all these guys and, and consistently being a, a top team now so, um, yeah be, being part of it for so long it makes you proud and yeah, I think we reach a stage where we, if you're not on the podium, I'm a bit disappointed. Yeah, because yeah, I think you know that's becoming a bit of a habit. And thanks to you, I think you know, for the last two years, what you've contributed along with Nick. And I think the most important thing, Felix, is that our team, the core has remained the core. I know we've expanded to the core, and I think that's really nice. The people yeah. are working together. It's a fourth year together. You're no longer racing with us, but you're still a part of the family, and that's really important. You know, we know that when you need you, you're there, and when you when you want to chill out, Mahindra is there. So I think that's really cool. I think Jerome and uh, I'm looking forward to Pascal because he brings a lot like I think for his age he brings one of the best resumes in racing for his age what he's achieved and the opportunities he's got Jerome is a very safe pair of hands and he showed it to us yesterday I think he drove a very mature race yesterday Jerome and um, very stable steady he sort of did what was needed to bring the car back home in a real good shape and with good points so from all practical purposes, I think it was really good. But it was bittersweet because we could have done more. And for me, I was really looking forward to you back in the car. You know, so going back to some of the memories. But unfortunately, it gave us the wrong memory. It gave me Mexico and yeah. Rome instead of <laughs> giving me Marrakesh and Berlin. I mean, it makes you hunger for another one, for yeah. sure. I mean, So you're I, ready for another one? <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. I mean y- y- yesterday, I felt... I mean, it's more disappointing when you feel that you have a car to be on the podium. And I really felt that. I mean, quality... You didn't really know because it was raining, it was cancelled practice, whatever. We had a mechanical failure in qualifying. But in the race, even if I started from the back, I, I felt like I'm flying and I can really take a, a top five or a podium here. Yeah, that is really what, cool. What, yeah. Which Jerome did. And, and that makes me, you know, hungry for more. But anyways, that's, uh, let's that's say, the let's never, let's say <laughs> Let's not say never again because things can happen. You're there. We are here. Formula is going to be there. No, but Felix, I think the last couple of years having in the team has been really good fun, man. And because I think you brought in a lot of excitement to the team. We started winning with you in the in the car. It gave us a lot of self-belief in the team. And also, I think this the relationships, what you set with the people. Nick at one end, you at the other end. And the whole team sort of bonded together. And that's one of our strengths, is you know, how 
our team sort of stays together and uh, we we had good times together we had some not too good time but i you know the main thing is we never sort of pointed fingers at each other and that's really been important in our team and that's what i'm hoping we continue with the with the new drivers but yes do come because you create some excitement with your craziness <laughs> and like yeah you're like that like that little boy i've never had i can say you know like <laughs> that the troublesome kid cuz man you never know what you're going to do and i think it's that unexpected about you which is really nice when i'm when i'm talking about unexpected i'm talking about off the race track not off on the, the race track, track. Yes. yeah race track you've off been the pretty yeah cuz <laughs> on the track you've been predictable you've been fast you've been good you brought a thing but yeah some of your memories i'm never going to forget some of the stuff which you have done and i think those are stories of legend in mind the racing so as you write history of this young team you are a part of the legend of this team in terms of the stuff what you've done off track okay we had so much fun you know all of us it doesn't it's not only the engineers or the mechanics or whatever it's been all of us every time we've been out racing we we had so much fun and i think that's one of the things Jerome mentioned yesterday it was like oh i'm having you know he, he was just smiling all day and then on top of that he had a podium you know it takes you back to the karting days and we really think back why do you do this why do all of us you know from mechanic to engineer to team boss uh, why do you do this it's because it's fun and i think that's really the thing that mahindra racing needs mm. to maintain and hopefully will uh, to just yeah have fun on, uh, around the world i think that's true man like uh, no but same time we want to be serious and have fun so it's a mix of you no know, like uh, we are just we are here to compete and that's something which i really don't want to give up for me i'm first as a competitor here yeah, and i think that's the good thing that to a certain extent we appears recognize that we are here to compete at the same time we also they know we have fun and internally also you no know, it's when you go back in the evening to your room and you sort of like sort of run through the whole day in your mind you say yeah it's been a it's been a nice day this is what we've done yeah. and stuff at the same time i think we're all hungry for more and this year i'm really looking forward for more coming coming up but having said that man i could never imagine you'll race in saudi arabia for five years oh. when the championship started like oh. in saudi arabia what a fantastic event what a fantastic race i think we all knew it was going to be a special track mm-hmm. uh, having seen the first track layout it looked a bit like uh, macau grand prix which is one of the legendary mm-hmm. street circuits and uh, it, it was just shock coming here because I mean the first guy who went around the track was like this is something else that then we we seen on the same <laughs> it was really a driver's track here yeah. and I think it just show every time we have that everyone just loves it yeah, it, it shows I mean when someone does a good lap yeah. it's like everyone is just holding their breath yeah. for a minute watching the TV and even when you drive I mean yesterday in the race you know having not driven really one flat out lap in the dry at all yeah. having been wet all day it was just I mean so hairy around mm-hmm. there and that's good cool. I, I went on the track today in a normal street car sitting at it was an suv so i'm you're obviously sitting quite high up yeah. and you sort of imagine like if my if i was sitting 2 meters lower the views from there and with those walls tight the downhill uh, crests like from a crest going downhill and it's pretty steep when you're going down i thought it would it was it was a, it was a driver's track I was not too sure if it's going to be a racing track but it was good for driving but may not have been good for racing but it actually was good for racing because there was some good amount of thing. Yeah, and that's one of the things you can never predict. Uh, I mean even if you have only one overtake mm. opportunity it seemed to be a pretty good, good one. Turn. There was a lot of action yesterday there mm. on the, in the end of the straight before mm. turn 18. And uh, yeah, I really hope that Formula E will continue doing these kind of tracks uh, like mm. I think Rome was one of them with, yeah. which blew everyone away in yes. terms of track layout. Yeah, they have to continue that because no. that's one of the real strengths mm-hmm. of the championship. 
Oh, so I think now Felix with holiday season coming up you're going across the pond welcome across to the cold the weather welcome to the cold weather in America so I think I was just sitting outside now just in the sun enjoying myself I said okay this is the last day when he's yeah. in a t-shirt and now back to England tomorrow cold weather then back home for the winter uh, for thing it's it's going to be crazy here and it's been good fun i think we got a lot of support from our fans we've added a lot more fans this week has been crazy with us doing india uh, some stuff out there you missed out on india and i think that's going to be the next surprise in a two weeks time what happened in india we're not going to be talking about that right yeah, now there are some videos uh, coming out no spe- comments specific moment no comments yet <laughs> i'm not going to uh, let anything out because i'll be in trouble if i leak anything out but i think just if any passioners listening to this stay tuned There's going to be some fun coming out later this month. You heard it. Okay then, thanks much. We sign out. Oh, that was great to hear them chatting together. And uh, well, who knows? They might be reunited in years to come. So that is a wrap for Felix Rosenquist on this podcast and in Formulary. And it's also a wrap on our first episode of Straight Talk. Thank you so much for listening. Do leave us a review if you've liked it. Um, If you haven't, well, just move along, please. Thanks very much.